All right, everybody. Now it's truth moment. We've gone through every single method of food preservation. Now we're going to tell you how we feel about each one right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. I don't know if y'all heard the news. But we're a listener-supported show, and on Patreon, we're going to start doing a monthly giveaway where you get a one-on-one Zoom call with us as long as you are a patron. So come join us on Patreon, help support the show. Check out our links below for t-shirts and all of the products that we use. And specifically, there is a list on Amazon through our shop about products that we use for food preservation. So check those out and help support the Backyard Gardens podcast. Ding! Um... All right, so we're what we're going to do here is we're just going to go through this whole list. So, honestly, I'm going to start with the National Center f- for Home Food Preservation. Wait, hold on. And I'm going to read that- every single thing to you on it. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you got it to it too fast. <laughs> this is the conclusion of our food preservation episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome. We're running, like, we've got a lot to talk about in a short mm-hmm. amount of time. Mm-hmm. So... I personally found the history behind each one very interesting. I was very shocked about when food preservation started. Mm-hmm. And the one of them was drying. Um, what do you like or not like about the drying method? I don't like the out of sight, out of mind. Okay. About kind of the set it and forget it type drying, which is the easiest of all. Hang up your... your um, your herbs or you know put your peppers on a rack somewhere um just because of the way my mind works and i will really will forget it and there's still some monitoring you need to do i also on the flip of it love it because of the simplicity yeah i you know it's funny is as we record this episode this is my biggest drying time of the year Mm-hmm. And I just did a um, YouTube video about me drying some herbs and peppers and stuff like that. And it occurred to me that I don't dry year round. And I don't like the way and for some of the foods that it, it changes the taste or the texture of it. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I don't like about drying. That being said, um, I have engaged interest, as I stated, about getting a dehydrator and mm-hmm. improving on that a little bit. I, I see use for it. I just, I want to be very cautious. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what people in my family are going to want to do or anything like that. But as we dive into more fruits and stuff like that, I can see yeah. like making snacks and, and whatnot. It would be a very good, um, good method. I do think that this is, and probably the, the most significant one, this is we're introducing you to consuming a thing in a different way. Yeah. And it definitely does taste different. But it also, I think, can introduce some kind of next level cooking and food preparation, too. Yeah, that is true. I think, yeah, I mean, you can embrace it. I mean, look at sun-dried tomatoes. Totally mm-hmm, different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally different. And there's all kinds of recipes for that. And it, I, I do actually enjoy those. So there's that. Um, freezing. So where do you sit with Freezing. Um, I think it's the OG for me mm-hmm. when it comes to food preservation. Um, I think that it probably requires the most organization mm-hmm. 
um, to ensure that you're not being wasteful because it's a, a great opportunity, kind of the con, a great opportunity to be wasteful. Um, and obviously there's the space thing for freezing. So, yeah. but I'm still a lover of freezing and a fan. I like freezing and I don't like freezing. I, I live in a very um, power outage prone area as mm-hmm. much of the country is staring down the barrel of that as we speak, you know, mm-hmm. with the droughts mm-hmm. and everything in the West. So I can envision it not being of all of these methods. It's the most dependent on our current infrastructure to mm-hmm. keep it um, safe to eat. So I don't like it because of that. But again, just like you kind of said, it can be, and also it can be as easy as hard as you want to make it. Yeah. You know, if you want to freeze something that you're going to eat fairly shortly, then that's not a big deal. But if you want to freeze something to for longer, then you've got to get the air out of it. Yeah, you've got to, yeah. you know, you blanch it sometimes, stuff like that. So I don't know, man. I I get real hung up on freezing. Like I love it and I hate it at the same time. I have a real love hate relationship with freezing. Well, just as a note, it's probably it's the slowest to use. Meaning, you got to wait for that thing to thaw in a lot of cases. Yeah before you use it there's some dishes that can go things that can go directly from the freezer to a grill or to an oven but most things you're waiting to thaw so that actually falls into you know again that being a bit more organized Um, and it's just you know sometimes our freezers whether it's sitting side by side next to a refrigerator or it's a deep freezer sometimes they're black holes you know no they definitely are i mean especially if you have a chest freezer like i have Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. like we have to make a point to get oh is that a deep freezer i always think of a deep freezer as like an extra freezer you have yeah uh, they're all the same. Both of those things are the same thing. To me, okay. Whether that's really true or not. So when I yeah. grew up, my my parents they got into a uh, some kind of club, and you got a freezer, and then they would send you like meats and vegetables and stuff like that. Mm. And so that's, but it was like a regular stand up freezer. But they always referred to it as a deep freezer. Mm-hmm. But either way, even though it was a normal stand up freezer. It's still a black hole, man. You would find stuff yeah. in there. And, and I mean, I remember um, my family still laughs about this. We had a power outage and we had turkeys in there and they rotted and we had to take them out. And my mom's like, take the turkeys out. We lived next to a parking lot and there was a dumpster and I had to carry these turkeys out. And I mean, dude, I was throwing up the whole time. It was the worst smell ever. So that was like my first foray into like, hey, this may not be as useful as we thought you know what i mean yeah i'm adjusting my microphone here my mic sounds nice yeah mine fell off when we started going so that was always fun (laughs) but uh but yeah i mean i think it's the you know for me personally it's always the what are you going to do with all of this food and it's like i'm going to use it you know and um I can say for freezing, though, you can take a look at what you've frozen and decide if, you, if it's been in there too yeah. long. Not actually, but just from look at it again, it's not as appetizing. Or freezer burn uh, so, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yep, 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 you know. Icicles everywhere. Well, let's let's touch on fermenting then. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been thinking about fermenting and my short answer. <laughs> She's high talking to us, everybody. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> Strap in. Batavia's high talking to us. Here we go. I didn't even realize I had gone there, but yep. So I think it's just still, well, he don't remember the year, right? But I think it's still just so new. I just don't think there are enough recipes out there. You know, I just think that, 
like it's it's kind of this oh this is good but it's really not yeah. you know what you gotta you're stomach eating. it yeah exactly exactly you know um and so i feel like there's definitely something there there i personally this is one of the ones i want to explore a little bit more um because i mean i, I do think that there there are benefits to fermenting but i don't know if i'm really benefiting from it just yet you know for me it's the only reason why I like it is because I, I can do something with my cabbage. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it's just like you said, you got to like, sometimes you just got to wolf it down. You know, it, the, the taste can get real funky real fast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but f- I can't ignore the health benefits behind it. So there is that as well. And I mean, I'm not making yogurt and stuff like that. I mean, I'm talking yeah, about just either. vegetables. So there is that, and I do enjoy it, but at the same time, like I've had stuff go way wrong mm-hmm, fermenting, mm-hmm. and not to the point to where you get sick, but just to the point where you open, and you're like, there ain't no way yeah. in hell I'm going to eat this. Like, yeah. you couldn't pay me. So, I, you know, <laughs> of all of these, that's the one that I can take or leave the most. But because mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the cabbage use for it, yeah. You know, and I mean, if I made wine, then that could be a different thing, but I don't make wine. So mm-hmm. there is that as well. But for what I would use it for, it kind of, it's real hit or miss for me. I'll continue yeah. making sauerkraut, but I don't know if I'm going to dive in too terribly much more. I'm not sure if I'll make sauerkraut again, to be quite frank. Really? What didn't like, you like an, about it? That's, it's, um, it was flavorless. You know, like the, the pungency, you know, with the, the liquid. I get, yeah. And that's kind of funky. But the actual cabbage itself. And I think generally, you know, cabbage doesn't really have a lot of flavor, if any at all. It's everything you add to it. So it's very logical as to why it doesn't have a flavor. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just... And I'm talking about spoon or fork out of jar, right? Like, I haven't put it on, you know, a a hot dog or a sausage, which I think will add a little bit to it. Yeah. Yeah. I do still, I'm a big fan of the jalapeno pepper sauce that I made, which is a a fermenting process. So I go back to the idea of like, I just have maybe need to explore a few more recipes. I really wish I could love a way to preserve my cabbage in this way. Yeah. Because I'm a big fan of cabbage, but this doesn't feel like it. Try kimchi. Yeah. Yeah. I have to find out how to like, you know, ace that recipe. (laughs) So I have it. Everybody, just so you know, I don't like cold food. Mm, okay. And kimchi is typically, from what I understand, served cold. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't do it. Uh, if I could eat it warmed up, which I mean, I, I know I could obviously warm it up, but mm-hmm. that's just my thing. Like, I don't really like cold food that much. I enjoy kimchi, but you know what it is? It's just a dab here and there. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, I'm not looking to consume you know, it every day or weekly or enough for potentially me to make big batches. But I am always up to doing something, you know, once. Would, but let's move on. Well, let me ask you this then. Will, will you continue to dabble in the fermentation process? I will. Okay. Me too. I think I'm going to use your method of trying a recipe each year, but specifically for fermenting. Until you've, and I mean, at some point you're going to get to a point where like this, you know, I'm good. 
Yeah. Let's yeah. move on, you know. And it, uh, it, it's actually a cheat. It's the, I'm going to ferment something each year and it just may be the one thing I like. I don't know. You know, yeah. like, I'll, I'll try to try something new, but, you know. So what if I keep on running into things that aren't good? What about pickling? Oh, you know, I'm a fan. Um, I'm going to crack the code with jalapenos. Yeah. I won't leave here before I do. You okay there? No, my eye is itching like crazy. And people oh, watching this video are probably like, that dude's got messed up eye. Yeah, man, man. it just started itching. I think I got allergies. Mm. Yeah, for me, but yeah, pickling is gonna... the flavor change that gets me. Well, it's supposed to, in a positive way. If I had never had pickled jalapenos before, I probably would enjoy pickled jalapenos now. Yeah, see, I never I ate really fresh jalapenos much. I always mm-hmm. ate them pickled. Now, here's the deal. Homegrown jalapenos are like 50 yeah. times hotter than grocery store jalapenos. Mm-hmm, that too, So yeah. like when people are like, ah, you can eat jalapenos, ain't nothing. Like come over here and eat one of my jalapenos. Like I was doing <laughs> that drying video I was referring to mm-hmm. and I picked up a, a, a green cayenne pepper and I was, my intent was to be like, see, it's not even that hot right now. And I bit it. And as soon as I bit it, I was like, shit, yeah, I messed you up. regretted it. <laughs> Man, my mouth was sweating bad. Mm-hmm, but yeah, pickling mm-hmm. for me, it's the, it's the flavor change. You know, I, I, I don't think I can get too, too deep into it because of the flavor changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going for the flavor change. It's just not, it's not changing into the flavor that I want. Yeah. Well, and that... And, bottom line, it's too vinegary so far. I mean, this is year over year for yeah, me. Yeah. And... You can find all kinds of recipes for pickling, too. So there mm-hmm, is that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a feeling that for me, it's just like, hey, I didn't find what I wanted. Yeah. So there's so many quick pickle recipes where you're just refrigerator pickles. Yeah. Meaning, like, whatever the dish is, you're pickling it in the refrigerator. And that's a really great way to, you know, all right, this recipe you have, don't go through the whole process of canning it, right? You know, use the canned recipe but make a smaller batch and put it in the refrigerator to see if you like it it hurt my soul to open up the first jar of jalapenos after that first year of canning them and i'm just like this ain't it and i got jar after jar after jar of them you know it's tough for me to sit here and listen to you talk bad about canned jalapenos that's one of my favorite things to can or pickle i guess since we've Mm -hmm. discovered that water bath canning and pickling are very hand in hand don't go back there don't go i'm not we're done with that. Okay. So, right. and I found also um, when we started getting into this, the the history again behind this was interesting. How it was discovered and all that. It just it it was surprising to me that definitely one of the accidents, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of the accidents. You know, it's like oh, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to my man or woman who was the first one to eat something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, good for you. Um, curing. Mm-hmm. where do you sit with that so I think I feel like I want to say curing was the thing that I didn't even understand before I got to the point of needing needing and wanting to grow certain crops like onions like sweet potatoes like I didn't even know that was a thing that was being done to those vegetables that I consume, you know, often. Yeah. So I think that was probably, and not as a part of this series, but, you know, as I, you know, I became the gardener that's growing those things. And 
I think I'm I'm kind of enamored about like the the beauty and the fruit or the vegetable, yeah. right? You know, like it still needs to go through this metamorphosis, you know, to get to the point of okay, now it's you can consume it in a way you like it. I mean, there's there's a certain I know it's going to sound corny and that's okay. Certain beauty to the the art of curing, and it's easiest in most cases for at least from my perspective. I think I agree with you on all aspects. Um, uh, first of all, I 100% do not expect to stop curing anything. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. a commonplace in my garden, mm-hmm. but it's interesting to me. And it's always been interesting to me how a sweet potato starts off one flavor and then yeah. ends with what we know. And it's, it's a stark difference. And just through that process. Now I know that when we went back and we read the definitions, talk about salting meat and stuff like that. But um, this is all part of the desiccation process, so it's not totally drying. There is still some moisture, but it's to lower levels to where it can sustain. And to me, I mean, it's like you said, it's so easy. You know, it's once you do it a couple times. And the thing is, is you're not just going to do one sweet potato. You're going to do at minimum five, six, seven, eight sweet potatoes. So, you know, you're going to do it on a number of them. And it just, it makes it so worth it because you can continue to come back throughout Mm -hmm. that year and eat that vegetable. Now, the problem I do have with it, and I don't really have a problem with it, but one issue is they don't cure for years, like Mm -hmm. when you're canning or something like that. Yeah, sure. That's kind of like a poo-poo situation. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing to note, though, they are the things that... um, require curing are some of the more low maintenance crops anyway Mm -hmm. and there's something to be said about that Mm -hmm. you know there's a certain level of balance that i want to try to achieve in my garden like everything can't be on all the time you know so same thing when it comes to trying to preserve this i mean i don't want to be in the kitchen working up everything right you know so the curing process is again it i think it creates that balance of you being able to grow these versatile plants being able to preserve these versatile plants and being able to kind of balance the workload. Yeah. You know, that's huge for me. Well, And I think it's cool too, because you're taking, you know, it's just like you said, but when you cure, you brush off the dirt, you let it dry, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you rotate mm -hmm. it, you keep it warm, keep it dry, store it and you're done. You know, I mean, you don't have to wrap any string around it. I know there's Mm -hmm. people that braid garlic and hang it up and all that stuff. And that's fine and dandy if you want to do that. You don't have to, though. You know, I didn't do it. I just laid it out and walked away and came back, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think it's I think it's a great method. Jams and jams and jellies. Yeah. You know, I just I'm a sweet head. I enjoy sweet things. Um, However, I just I don't know if the return on investment is there and it could be to be, if I'm really transparent, it could be, I'm growing so few things that I can actually make with, you know, make jams and jellies with, we already covered off on, you don't have to grow it to make it. You know, um, I like a dab of a sweet treat. I get it, but I kind of feel like, you know, I can go to a farmer's market and pick up some, you know, locally grown jam that I'm going to probably, it's probably going to go bad in the refrigerator before I use all of it to be quite frank. Yeah. Um, I disagree. 
I know, I know. I know it's your jam. Well, <laughs> that was terrible. I, know, I kind I of, I felt something in my throat I, when you said I, that. I, I wanted to pull it back, but I was already out there with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I think it's one of those things. Once you start doing it, you you start to find uses for it. The more sure, you have, and I think mm-hmm. that's the real benefit with this is it's taking a fruit and then you're using it in more ways than one. And I mean, look, there's way more out there than peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. You know, like we add, we eat yogurt, we add jelly. To, so we buy vanilla yogurt and then we add our, our flavoring to it. Um, you know, we use it in baking. I've, I went through everything before. And I think it's, it's cool because if you're conscious about what you're putting in your body, and when I say that, I mean, like, if you ever read, like, ingredients labels and it's got, like, all these things you can't mention, this doesn't have that. Yeah. You know, this has sugar, fruit, pectin, and that's it. It doesn't have all that other stuff in it. So, yeah. when it comes down to that, I think it's a very powerful method because typically jams and jellies in the health world are frowned upon more. Mm-hmm. But now we can adjust it, make it less sweet, more sweet, whatever you want. You know, yeah. and, and not only that, but you can really experiment like hot pepper jelly is legit on some cornbread. Mm. Like if you've never had it, have you ever had it? I've not had. I mean, I've had cornbread. I know, you know, I've had cornbread. Yeah. <laughs> but have you had hot pepper jelly on it? No, I haven't. I have some too. Some hot pepper jelly. Do it. That's, that is. How much longer are we on this episode? That is the only way to eat it right there. So I firmly mark my words. I firmly believe that once I get into a space and I have fruit trees and I'm growing more fruit, my opinion is going to change. Yeah. Because I mean, okay. you're going to have to find a way to use that stuff in multiple ways, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which brings me to canning. Go ahead. I mean, I love it. I mean, I don't think there's much to talk about about that. I think there is downsides to it and i think that's what needs to be brought up in these last few minutes um for me it's complex we can sit here until we're blue in the face and say oh yeah it's easy you just got to follow the directions but you know let's be honest it's complex there's a level of risk to it not that there's not risk to everything else but to this there's a more of a level of risk and i think it comes with an overconfidence that you can have because you're using an actual tool Mm-hmm. Um, but water bathing, I do, but I don't do much because it's too limiting for me. Mm-hmm. Once I started using a pressure canner, I, I found myself not really, I use my water bath, um, pot all the time to sterilize my jars. Mm-hmm. But then after that, like, I don't really use it that much. So I don't particularly care for that. But at the same time, I use I water bath every year. Something is getting yeah. water bathed every year. If it's not my jams, it's my peppers. You know, um, I can do my tomatoes. And that really taps me out on what I would water bath. But I always have that option to fall back on. And that's yeah. important, too. Because this is the biggest part of our... You know, it's like I said, this is my drying month. I usually dry in the month of September, um, late August through September. But I can also be canning at the same time. And the fact that it's longer food preservation, I think, is makes it a powerful tool. Yeah, I actually, for a sake of time, let's move on to pressure canning because my comments actually across both of those. Okay. Um, 
So for pressure canning, you want to lead us out? I just did. I thought. Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I thought you were just talking about water bath canning a minute ago. I think the um, if there was another method that created the shelf life that canning, water bath, or pressure canning does, then I'd be on that. Um, the it's definitely a ritual, right? You know, set aside a, an afternoon, right? Set aside a few hours. That's the way that I do it. Um, the it's the most expensive and it's the most labor intensive. Yeah. You know, sure, you can reuse your jars, right? Sure, you can reuse your rings. Sure, in most cases, you'll probably have one or two, maybe three canners in your lifetime, you know, and that's probably because you're upgrading, you know, um, but it's the most labor intensive. It's a, a great investment, right? So I am absolutely a fan of it. I think it allows you to become creative with your garden harvest. I think it allows you to introduce growing different things because now you have a path as far as how to preserve it and then eat it later Uh, for any sizable garden. And you, whatever that means to you, it's very hard unless you have a large family to eat all that food fresh. Yeah. Right. So you absolutely have to have a way to preserve it. And water bath and pressure canning is such a great way. It is a great way. And it's easy to can a bunch at once. It's made mm-hmm. to do multiple jars. I mean, imagine yeah. if you got a pressure canner, you can only put one jar in it. You would never do it. You yeah, know, no, but doing no. multiple quarts or pints or whatever in there, it, mm-hmm. it makes it so it's it's a lot better. So there is a ritual to it. But I enjoy the ritual. Mm-hmm. I enjoy like when I say, hey, I'm going to go can. I enjoy going in there, doing this process because I get efficient at it and I have multiple things going on at once. And then I can. And then that gratification at the end that I'm done with it. That's what I enjoy the most behind coming in late at a later date and using my produce in a different way. So, and I like the way you said that it was um, your creativity in your garden. I like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. of all of these, what's your number one? Ding. Canning. Canning. I'm not going to choose between the two of them. No, no. So which one of these came up though a notch from learning about it as we went through damn and there you go people same for me you heard it first (laughs) right here in the backyard gardens podcast who would have thought that batavia and i would have thought the same thing ever ever (laughs) so look you can support us in all the ways you know how come see us on patreon and come see us on youtube we're right here backyard gardens podcast baby and until next time ding see ya Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. 
Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck. We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.